This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Hey, welcome back to the Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax and Financial Group, and today uh, is December. So, um, late in the year. December 1st. Yeah, so uh, Tony Marlette's our uh, co-host, and uh, uh, what are we talking about today, Tony? Well, today I thought uh, we would follow up on a piece uh, that we did for the newsletter on the the asset management process. So uh, a lot of people, we obviously are well known for being a tax firm. We do uh, financial, legal, and insurance matters as well. So a lot of people may not know what our process is like for doing financial planning. And I think we should go through that today. Right. We probably added financial planning 20 years ago, but still to this day, a lot of our clients, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, they just think of us as a tax firm. So hopefully we can, uh, by now they should, I mean, our, our building has it, our, all our logos have it, our signage has it. So, um, so we're a lot more than a tax firm. Actually tax is probably only about, 30% 30% of what we do. The rest of it is uh, financial planning. And also, uh, you know, we have a, for our listeners, we have a law office that concentrates in state planning and elder care planning. So that's, uh, that's, that's the majority of what we do. So um, asset management process, well, I think the first thing is, uh, you know, obviously you got to have that initial meeting, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the first step that we take is going to be the the data gathering step. So really we always our biggest thing is bring in your financial statements you, you know you can tell us what you have but at the same time you know people don't always know what type of accounts they are they don't most of the time people don't even know how they're allocated in these accounts yeah. so and, and sometimes people are just hesitant maybe they're afraid that like they have things all over the place and they're such a mess they don't really want to admit it <laughs> You know, yeah. you know, they just say gather it all up in one one time. They don't. Uh, it's kind of a process, but the process, you know, the first thing is we got to know where everything's at, right? Right. And I use the. I, I we do this a lot in the industry. We compare things. You know, we use mechanic example. I use uh, for this step. I use the example. Say you're going to a new doctor that you've never met with. That doctor is going to need your medical history. If you've had procedures, what prescriptions you take, what you got, what you have going on. So. It's kind of like that. I'm not saying we're we're we're, we're I'm not saying we're doctors. We're financial. Yeah, doctors. I have a doctorate. I, you do have a doctor on Selmo. So there you go. Um, just look at one of the book covers. Uh, yeah. So you know we we need all that. It, it's it's the diagnosis. Stuff. Right. Right. It's really and you know sometimes I I tell people initially look I'm not trying to pry and get but like if you don't tell me everything you have I can't really do my job the best I can do it. If you're only going to give me half of what you, you know, I need to see the whole picture, whether or not we actually 
change the whole picture is not the issue, but without seeing the whole picture, I don't really know. Like if you come in and you say, look, I got $50,000 and you didn't tell me about the other hundred thousand dollars at the bank. Well, you know, it's different planning than if I think you only have $50,000 in total. Right. So, um, yeah, that's whether, a good. Yeah. Whether or not we even touched a hundred thousand dollars at the bank isn't the issue. The issue is I, you know, we need to see the overall, the overall picture. And, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, at the end of these uh, two, three meetings, maybe you're exactly where you want to be. And that, that's good. And you got, at least you got confirmation from us that it's, a, you're in a good spot, but it, it's rare that someone goes through two or three meetings and says like, everything's perfect. But, um, but uh, again, the first thing is really taking an inventory, right? The, the gathering the data, taking the inventory. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point that you bring up. I have people, uh, sometimes, like you said, they get apprehensive uh, yeah. about bringing stuff in. And they even say, well, I'm not moving this account. Okay, for whatever that's reason. That's fine. We yeah. just need to know and, what and it some, is and, yeah. and where, yeah. And sometimes it's because, like, I worked for Coca-Cola and I, I want to keep my Coca-Cola stock. That's fine. But we need to know. You know, we need right. to know that that's. 30% of your, your overall wealth. Right. So, um, you know, our, our job isn't like we're, we're fiduciaries and we're acting in your best interests. We're not just here to move money where as a, as a non-fiduciary, if you're like with a, just a brokerage firm, remember they only make money when they move money, like on transactions. So, um, you know, we just charge you an annual fee for the most part. Um, unless you, you know, if you use an insurance product, we will let you know what, what that fee is going to be. It usually doesn't come out of your money, but um, yeah, I mean, we, we don't make money just moving money. So um, it's really important that uh, um, you understand the difference between a broker and a fiduciary. So um, brokers only make money when they're moving money. So, um, so that that's part of it, but um, you know, costs generally like at the end of the day, the client always pays. Right. Whether you're paying the broker or paying us or paying a mutual fund company or paying an insurance company, like at the end of the day, the client always pays. So, uh, you know, and, and the fee shouldn't be the number one criteria. You know, if someone's going to charge you a half a percent versus three quarters of a percent, that shouldn't be your number one criteria of who you do business with. It should, right. you know, really should be who's got the best overall plan for you. Right. I think it was Warren Buffett that said cost is just a number in the absence of value. So you want right. to make sure you're getting, you know, you're getting what you're paying for. Yeah. And, and you can see it. I mean, take the typical automobile industry, right? Look, I like Hondas, right? They're practical. They do well. They don't, uh, uh, you know, they don't break down a lot. But, you know, I have friends who have Maseratis and they like, look, I like a Maserati. I can afford it. I think the value is good or Mercedes or whatever it is. But if you don't think you're getting a, like, if you're going to pay for Mercedes, but you're going to get the quality of, I don't pick any companies, but let's a Dodge, you know? So um, then you, you feel like you got ripped off, right? So if you paid a hundred thousand dollars for a Dodge, you probably felt like that wasn't worth it. So, so like you said, with the absence of value, um, you know, the price is, uh, Prices are relevant. So, right. um, yep. Second, uh, really, it, it, part of gathering data uh, is actually looking at what your goals are. Uh, right. Goals are are really they should be specifically 
defined. And it's not just, well, I want to make money or I don't want to lose money. It should be, you know, I want to create an income stream in retirement that I can live off of. That's just an example. And they Um, change, they change over time. Your goal goal when you're, you know, Tony's 40 years old, his goal is different than my goal at 60. So, um, and it's going to change over time. And it's not as if you've done anything wrong necessarily. It's just life happened and you started investing in your twenties and thirties and now you're 60. You got to, you got to reassess that. I think one thing that it helps us do also is just kind of get through some of the noise. You know, if we, if there, we've seen a lot this year, certainly of volatility and people coming in, well, you know, I don't like all this volatility. Okay. Well, what if the market goes back up? Do you want to get back in? If the answer is yes, then you're not sticking to a clearly defined goal. Yeah, we, have, we use those goals to stick to your strategy and kind of cut through some of the noise and the mess and, to make sure we stay on point. Yeah, and maybe sometimes it's not investing. You know, we right. we have people in cash right now, and one lady in cash, and she called the other day and she says, "I can't believe that money's not invested." I'm like, "Well, I could lower it by thirty percent if you want." <laughs> You know, I mean, the market's down 30 per what it is down right. for the year. Um, but, you know, sometimes cash is a position. It right? is now. Yeah. Right. So it certainly is now. Um, so you don't have to be 100% invested all the time. Um, and, and we'd probably suggest that you shouldn't be 100% invested all the time. You need some go-to money if, if emergencies arise. But yeah, so establish the goal. What is the goal? Do you want to retire in five years or are you retiring in 20 years? Right. You got to pay for colleges. You got to pay for your kids growing up. Tony's yeah. And I mean, really the only time, yeah, I know. <laughs> Tony's going to be faced with all that. God bless him. Him and his wife are expecting a child. So that's great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you're right. It's starting to think about all these things. Uh, College. In, in relation to It's going to be like 200 grand. Well, and it's going to get to the a, point where you don't have to pay for college. Right? Here's the thing I look at, you know, there's a, there's a, there's the conventional wisdom. You know, you have kids earlier in your life when you're saying your twenties and thirties, you mentioned I'm in my forties, my wife's in her, in her thirties. Um, but you know, you take on all those expenses when you're younger and you you're operating on a deficit for the most part, but you know, you get a little bit more, she's more into her career. I'm more into mine. You get a little more established. Yes. You're older, you're having children, but at the same time, like, we're a little better off than we would have been in our twenties and thirties. Now the drawback to that is going to be, you know, 15 years from now, I'm going to be a, a a pretty old dad with a kid in high school. So that's, (laughs) that's the drawback. That's okay. More the merrier. That's right. So establishing the goals. So that's usually uh, probably in the first meeting, right? We say, okay, you're you're going to give us the information. Really? Why are you here? What do you want us to accomplish? Right. Yeah. Those first two steps typically occur during the first meeting. It's, uh, I don't know the right word, but some people, they only think, well, I'm supposed to have a goal, right? You know, you know, what do you want, really, really, what do you want this money to do for you? Do you, right. you know, so, uh, and maybe that's just a conversation they've never had before. Um, so, and it's about time to have it. So. Right. Uh, after the, the first appointment, we typically are going to look at everything. Our, our analyzing step comes in between the first and the second appointment. So, right. so our back that- office. Yep. Yeah, we have we have a back office of CFPs and uh, financial analysts that will help uh, crunch the numbers for us, and then we'll uh, present them to you on I guess second appointment. I think this is my favorite step of the whole process is looking yeah. at everything, putting the plan together. We work with you on a plan, like Chris mentioned before. We're not just uh, transactional. 
we put together a plan, whether that involves social security, taxes, Medicare, income planning, and we, we show it to you. You know, we show it to you in an easy to read format. When you become a client, we, we give you, we print it out. So you always have access to it. And we always go back to it. We essentially use that as our blueprint. So it's, it's uh, kind of rewarding to see the whole process yeah. start it, to finish. But um, this is a step where we usually uh, really get to get our hands dirty. Yeah. I think the thing that we find the most, and again, it's not that you've done anything wrong, but most people as they're approaching retirement, their risk score, like at a zero, zero to 100, their risk score might be 50, where, but their investments say they're 70, right? And it's, it's just because life happened. You were in your 20s and 30s and 40s and you were investing appropriately for that age. And now it's time to uh, uh, just rebalance it a little bit to uh, uh, take some of that risk off the table. But, you know, it all, everyone's different. Some people are like, I want to take the risk. And then we have people, clients that are fortunate. If you have uh, quite a bit of money, you have two schools of thought. One school of thought is, um, you know, one side of the brain says, look, we have plenty of money. We can afford to take the risks. And then the other half of the brain says, we have plenty of money. We don't need to take the risks. So somewhere between those two halves of the brains is, is some, um, some sweet spot. So um, I think that happens uh, in that second appointment or third yep. appointment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we usually go over that, put the plan together. Um, and then, like I said, go through a number of reports. We don't, we certainly don't want paralysis by analysis. We want right. to make this, you right. know, we can simplify these reports. Honestly, we can get as detailed as you want or keep yeah. it as simple as you want. Sometimes it's a matter of just showing people here's where you are now, here's where you need to be. And this is what we need to do to get there. Yeah. yeah. And if you get too detailed, like you say, people get Oftentimes people get confused. Look, not everyone's a number because guys like us. So sometimes simple's better, you know, even drawing it up on a whiteboard. Um, you know, you don't like none of this is perfect science. I mean, you're not going to get it down to those every penny of where your money's going to go, but you know, you just need some broad parameters on you now. Most people I think just want to like, can I retire? Am I being going to be okay in retirement? And some of the issues that we see, I, I tell people, from the start, like there's only really two things that are going to screw up your retirement. One, you're going to lose a lot of money in the stock market, which we can help you. Uh, like we can't say you're never going to lose money, but we can help you manage that risk. And two, getting ill. So those are the two biggest factors of, of retirement. If you, if, if you, again, if you lose 30% of your money in year one, you may have to keep working or if you get, if your health declines where you have to spend a lot of money on the healthcare costs, that's, that's another issue too. So, yeah, uh, we ultimately can we, our plan is going to address all those things. And speaking right. of our plan, talk is cheap unless you uh, make recommendations and put them into place. So our fourth step, which usually is the second, at least we get a commitment in the second meeting, put it into place in the third meeting or, you know, somewhere yeah. in that, in that range is making the recommendation, showing you what it's going to look like, and at least arranging to put it right. in place. And nothing happens until they say yes, right? So Correct. until the client says, yes, we want to go forward, nothing happens. So uh, there's no, and we don't charge for this process because if you, like, I don't pat ourselves on the back, but most of our clients, when we go through this process, say yes, right? So, um and then we'll, we're going to lay out all the fees, what fees you'll be charged, and where 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 everything's coming from, so you know exactly what you're what you're 
So we don't want any surprises. Like I don't want to, someone to call up and say, Hey, what happened? How come I got charged, you know, 500 bucks this quarter? Um, I, they're going to know that all up front. And then once they know that and they agree to it, we do it. If they don't agree to it, we don't do it. So right. it, it's, it's, it's really that simple, but yeah, I mean, just we, going through the process is enlightening. Um, especially if you have things scattered all over the place. I said, you know, and, and again, it wasn't that you did anything wrong. You opened an IRA when you're at this one employer, then they had a 401k and you left that job. And, you know, all of a sudden you have 20 different accounts and it's really time that it would be better. Like you only probably need, like you only need one or two banks. You don't need eight banks. They don't give away toasters anymore. Right. So um, one or two banks, maybe you need a brokerage account somewhere um, and an IRA account somewhere. But uh, other than that, and I think we have, that's my my phone going off. So um, uh, our, I know the I know um, Andy I know Griffin. Ringtone. I do. Yeah, I was going to say I know maybe most of our listeners will, and people tell me I'm too young to know that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I so, I know that ringtone. Andy Griffith is my ringtone. So uh, <laughs> somebody's calling. Um, we can make recommendations all day long. It's up to our clients to implement whether we implement it, like you said. And honestly, we do a lot of the work. So. Yeah. You right. say yes. It, we're not going to ask you to call around all the different no, financial no, institutions. Right. We're going to do that for you. Uh, we have a back office that. Uh, or we do it with that, you. Right. We, that can do we it. There, we we call make right calls. Absolutely. I make calls with people all the time. And, and the nice part about that, you know, we can do it in the office, but you don't have to come in for us to make the calls with you. If we have to make phone calls, we can do a simple three way call. We need you on the line, obviously. But at the same time, we handle the account opening process and all the transfers. Right. And and if you can't come in and you want to just do a phone call, we could do that. Or you want a zoom call, something similar to what you're watching now. Um, we could do that too. Um, I think more and more people are okay with that, especially like in the winter and the weather's really bad. You don't want to like drive, if, you don't want to drive all the way in. Sure. So, so people are uh, sick or there's a pandemic yeah. or whatever. So um, when you become a client, the, the last step, I always say the relationship begins when you come, when you become a client, right. it doesn't end there. Right. It begins and we do yearly reviews. I've been doing a lot of these lately where, you know, we're, we're reviewing accounts. It's not always pretty. And we know that right now, I think every account review I've had this year has been, uh, you know, the performance unfortunately hasn't really looked that great. Not that that's necessarily but, anybody's fault, but we talk about all those things during the process. But some, but some of the positions that we have people in, they said we didn't make any money, but you didn't lose 30%. So, you know, in a year like this, sometimes zero is your hero, right? So if you had a hundred thousand dollars and you still have a hundred thousand dollars and it's not $70,000, yeah, you didn't make anything, but you didn't lose $30,000. So, um, so again, sometimes zero is your hero. And a lot of the products, you have a new starting point. So your starting point next year is a little lower and you could potentially make it make the interest back. So there's a lot of good stuff out there, but you do have to monitor it. Um, and that's probably where um, we kind of separate ourselves. We are being a fiduciary, you know, we're not transactional. We don't make money every time we have to buy and sell a stock. So there's no fee for that. So there's no incentive on our end to keep trading, right? So the incentive on our end is to make sure you're, you're, you're uh, keeping with your plan. And most people we see at least 
once or twice a year. Most of our clients, we do their tax return for, so we'll see them in the in the first quarter of the year. And then I think we kind of leave it up to the client. You know, did you want to meet two times a year? Do you want to meet three times a year? Do you want to meet four times a year? Some clients say, look, I'm good at one or two times a year. Some clients say, look, I just need a phone call now and then. And there's right. other clients that we talk to every month. So, right. you know, you know, traditionally they're like, oh, you got to meet the clients every quarter. You Everybody's know, different. You have to know your audience. Uh, you know, we also look at it, if anything's changed in your situation during that time. If if we need to make any changes to your plan based on right. what's changed in your life. And, and we don't make changes unless there's a reason to make the change. Again, uh, unlike a brokerage house, like we don't, if we buy IBM and sell Coca-Cola, we don't make any money. Right. So there's no incentive for us to just keep buying and selling. So um, really, you only buy and sell when it meets the plan. Right. Yep. When your goals change, you know, we change. So we're not going to meet with you and say, well, the market's going crazy. Let's get out. Now, we might if that affects your overall plan. But right. if it doesn't, we're not just going to, uh, you know, make sales and make buys like right. you said, just to do it. Because sometimes if like if we did have a really good year, then maybe you're um, you're out of alignment with your risk. You know, your risk said 50, 50 and now it's 70, 30 and maybe we need to uh, tone it back down. Um, so um, that, that's why it's important. And even most of our clients, even if they've never gone through a process like that, and even if they don't decide to do what we recommend, they're glad they went through the process. Like, wow, I didn't know all this. And yeah, I might stay the way I am, but at least I have a better understanding of what my money's doing or not doing. And, you know, and oftentimes we see maybe it's too much money at the local bank. Now, not from a risk standpoint that the bank would go under or anything, but you know, traditionally very liquid money pays very little interest. So, right. and you know, some of our older clients, like they might have two, $300,000 sitting in a checking account. That's, yeah. you know, at least put in a savings account or something, right? Because you're, you know, it's really unfortunate that, uh, but it, but if that's their comfort level, so be it. We're, I'm, we're, we're not going to change the person. You know, if you're used to using banks and you want pure safety, that's fine. But, you know, you have to know that you're giving up some upside. You know? Right. But, yeah, and, you know, and I mean, our review period is also a time to look at anything. Uh, if, like you said, if you, last time we talked to you, you had $10,000 in the bank. Now maybe, you know, you've received an inheritance or you're, you, you've received a lump sum yeah. and you have cat. I, I mean, it's all about just keeping updated with what's going right. on in your life. Yeah, and we have our generational vault where we can put all your uh, statements and things in like that. You also have access. We use uh, TD Ameritrade, which is uh, recently purchased by Schwab. So that'll be changing, but you have access. You can see all your accounts online. If you are, uh, in the in an account at Schwab or TD Ameritrade, and some and if we do use some of the annuities, some of the annuity companies do have online access too, so you can see your your accounts there. So um, mm -hmm. it's really about just you know getting a handle on where you're at, where you want to be, monitor from time to time. Um, but again, most people that come in, stuff's all over the place. It's yeah. just you know there's, they got twenty different accounts and they don't even know they got these accounts, and they right. have no sometimes they don't have no clue what's in them. Right. So if we recap uh, our five steps here for the asset management process, number one, we gather data. Number two, we establish goals. Three, we analyze the information. 
Four, we make recommendations and implement. And then step five, uh, we monitor. Correct. And, you know, I think, again, what separates us is we have this all under one roof. So, you know, taxes are, are an important part in anything. And oftentimes I see clients who have financial planners who uh, just disregard tax. Like we don't do taxes, right? So they don't even take that into account. Maybe they just don't have the knowledge or maybe that's just their, uh, lack of a better word, cop out. But I mean, how could you not take taxes into account? Yeah. Right. We so, have to, and that is a nice part. I've we don't have to refer. We can keep literally everything in house. Yeah. And on the estate planning side, you know, we talked a lot of other shows about nursing homes and things like that. And nursing homes are super expensive, and the risk of going in is pretty high. So if you don't plan for that, I mean, you could have saved a million dollars in your lifetime, and then you could spend it all on nursing home. So uh, you want to make sure we plan for that, and that'll probably be another just another. Right. topic someday. So, all right, Tony, great show. Um, maybe uh, Tony Shore will be back with us next week. Hopefully I, I'm not sure what he's doing. I think he took a little vacay. So um, good for him. Maybe it's snowing in Minnesota and he couldn't get to the microphone. <laughs> maybe yeah, they knew ahead of time. Yeah. Um, but we have our own YouTube handle. Uh, I put everything on our screen, but for those of you listening, you can visit us online, brooksidetax.com, our Facebook page at Brookside Tax, our YouTube channel, at Brookside Financial. Click, comment, subscribe. Of course, you can always give us a call. Uh, and if you reference this podcast or any one of our videos, uh, you'll be able to pick up a complimentary copy of one of our books on retirement and estate planning as well. And you'll get to listen to the, to the Andy Griffith. <laughs> Andy Griffith okay, guys. We'll uh, see you next week. Thanks. See you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.